Hey, Pepin. Woo. Oh, good. What what the heck was that? It, it was like a firework saying, yo, yo. Oh, okay. I like it. Um, I've been thinking a lot lately, ironically, about 4th of July. Why is that ironic? Because you just said uh, firework sound. Well, it kind of goes with it, doesn't it? To me. But yeah, but what are you thinking exactly? I was thinking, wait, so you're saying that's not irony? No, irony is like, like you wouldn't expect it, you know. Yeah, you wouldn't expect it, but it's true. So you wouldn't expect me to be thinking about 4th of July lately and you to happen to use a firework effect. I think that's irony by definition. I see. So you're thinking about before I did the firework. Exactly. And are we, are we like syncing up right now? I think we are, Nate. We need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Gideon. How's it going, Gideon? Uh, I'm doing well. Glad to be back. What the fuck? And uh, joining us today is our special, special guest, Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? <sighs> I've just been kicked off my own podcast. <laughs> this is this is not good. Well, that's okay, because next week you guys will host and I'll be the special guest. Okay. We got, yeah, yeah. We got a rotating cast. Speaking of rotating cast, 4th of July, am I right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, like, it's one of those holidays where it's really confusing what it's about. Because it, it, it's like, you know, about the Declaration of Independence or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I think it was written on some ship while the uh, fireworks, or not the fireworks, the uh, explosions were happening in midair and everything, and... That guy's like, yeah, I'm writing this, and oh yeah, that was uh, Jonathan Hancock. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jonathan Hancock, and apparently it was on the second that he did, not the fourth. Uh, well, the fourth was the day that Britain said, "I'm not your master anymore." Was that it? Yeah. Okay. It was the Britain's response to it. Yeah, that was the day that Britain said, "No more, this far, no further." I see. So the second was when uh, they just wrote it. Yeah. And so it, it symbolizes the independence from Britain primarily. Mm-hmm. And for us, it symbolizes p- fireworks partially because there's bombs going off. Yeah, the rocket's red glare and the bombs bursting in air. Yeah. Just like Pink said. Yeah, but wh- wh- where, where does this whole like barbecue stuff come from exactly? Like partying. Uh, charred corpses. <laughs> <laughs> Good eating. And it's just celebration in general, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a summer thing. Like you're, mm-hmm. it's summer. We're all outdoors. We got the grill going. We got charred corpses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It seems like we turn everything that, like any kind of holiday or anything celebrate, like anything like that, into like a celebration where we eat food and get drunk. Yeah, especially Passover. Yeah, yeah. I think that one's all about like not eating, right? Well, I refuse to observe Passover. Is it because of all the racist things about it? Yeah. Yeah. In general. I, I'm lost on this, but this is interesting. Oh, it's okay. It's a Jew holiday? Is it? Yeah. It's the one where they put goat's blood on the doors of the people who didn't have, who weren't supposed to be killed. Mm-hmm. And flaming crosses in their yards. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'm, confu- maybe I'm confused because I, I, maybe I'm confused because I grew up Christian and we... I don't want to say we celebrated Passover, but we talked about it when it was happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe we didn't celebrate it the same way that Jewish people do. Well, as a Christian, 
you pass over it. That's why that's why it's called Passover. Really? I, th- I thought it was because the what it was is the Holy Spirit went from door to door killing babies, and then he passed over the doors which had the uh, red Jews. blood. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's, there's Jews that didn't have the red blood and they died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the, the, what, the firstborn. I think it was what one color of the... blood did the Jews have? Red. Oh. My mother and your mother. <laughs> Anyone remember that one? Okay, I'll, I'll stop. Uh, no, I think that was uh, that was one of the Moses plagues. Yeah, the death that, of all the firstborns. Yeah, I thought that's when I ha- it's, maybe I'm getting something mixed up here. Yeah, what other reason? What better reason for a great family holiday than the murder of the firstborn? <laughs> <laughs> the mass murder of the firstborns of Egypt. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to reframe it. There. <laughs> I think there's something with candles involved too. I don't know. <laughs> But okay. is parting the Red Sea a euphemism? I know we're way off from Fourth of July. We will get back there. But is that a euphemism for like for going spreading cheeks, going <laughs> for going down on an Irish woman or man? It's awfully salty down there. It's all <laughs> the Jewish religion is all about eating ass. <laughs> all right, now that the Jews aren't listening, yeah, yeah. Fourth of July. The Christian holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obama. So, Did you say Obama? <laughs> so, I have celebrated Fourth of July in the past, not not like recently at all, but you know, just watching fireworks, uh, eat hamburgers like on the grill. Wait, uh, you don't celebrate Fourth of July anymore? Not really. I mean, it's not like I'm not trying to, but it's like kind of like Christmas. Not now that I'm old, it just doesn't. Or Easter. There we go. Easter. Yeah. Not that I'm older and don't have a family or anything, and you know, just kind of, it's kind of. Did your whole family die? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forget who they are. I don't see them that often. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, w- so you you just spent Christmas here? Um, I went to my dad's house. I think. Well, then that's not a very apt comparison. Yeah. But but you know, it's not it's not like. It's not like I was like, hey, I'm going to your house. He's like, hey. Did you at least hide eggs? Come on, my house. Oh, well, I. For Easter? Oh, I didn't do Easter. No, no, Christmas. Yeah. Oh, okay, I did hide eggs for Christmas. Okay. Uh, yeah. One is still hiding out somewhere in there. Ooh. Hide deviled eggs around the house. Yeah, yeah it's, it's my favorite pastime. But uh, how do you celebrate 4th of July if you do, G? Um, I mean, just the way that most everyone does. We have a barbecue with my family, mm-hmm. see fireworks at night. Yeah. Where, do you are the fireworks where you go very good, or do you go to like a different town because you like they got the real shit? No, I mean it, it's pretty nice from from where we're at uh, in Kennebunk there, and we can see the York fireworks across the bay. Oh, double fireworks! Yeah, yeah, but I mean those are distant fireworks, but it's still kind of cool to see. Like, oh, there's bombs over there too. <laughs> but I mean, it's not super spectacular. Actually, the Christmas celebration fireworks this year were better than how i remember the fourth of july ones hmm do you connect the fourth of july up to these ideas of independence and kind of like a national is national pride but you connect those ideas up i mean i definitely do connect it with national pride i like to wave the american flag and stuff and Mm -hmm. part of it's tongue-in-cheek part of it is uh maybe a legitimate pride in being american so the only way to like wave the national flag is to like kind of make fun of it at the same time yeah i mean I, I i guess there's a lot of things in life i really don't take too seriously but mm. 
Ah, so you have that pride, but you're not like overflowing with the pride to the yeah. point where you're forcing it on people. Yeah, I'm not about to buy a pickup truck and wave it from the back or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think my attitude is kind of like, uh, I'm not like super like national or anything like that, but mm. uh, I'll definitely quote Team America if something's cool, but the US will be like, America, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do that. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a basic right of Americans. Yeah, but. It's, that's only when something's really cool. Uh, but Steve, how about you? Do you, do you sense that uh, something's more with Fourth of July, or is it just a time to like eat? Um, I'm not. I don't really do anything for Fourth of July. I'll probably do nothing. I'll probably sit at home, and that'll be that. And I won't go to fireworks. Mm. Is it something you're against, or no? I'm just lazy. Mm-hmm. I lit my own fireworks this last Fourth of July. That was fun. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Good, good fireworks. Just like a couple. Yeah, we got like one of those like you know standard boxes of fireworks you can get from the fireworks stores that are open two weeks out of the year. Yep. Yep. So you went. Oh, oh, wait. There's. Are is that was that a main based one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I think you can buy them in New Hampshire anytime. Yeah. Because they got like a million of them. I think there's one like down the road. Yeah, yeah. They always have sales. Mm-hmm. It's always a sale. I mean, I guess. Okay, so here's how I think of Fourth of July. If I may, um, I kind of think of it like a birthday, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, um, you know, there, there's nothing actually like metaphysically that special about your birthday, but it's almost like a just an excuse to celebrate that person's existence, mm-hmm. right? Like, you just say, okay, well, this is the day of the year that we're just going to celebrate that you're alive and you coexist with us. Mm-hmm. And I kind of view Fourth of July the same way. Like, it's um, time to celebrate america or being american i don't do it every day um but there definitely are some qualities about america that are worth celebrating mm-hmm. i i i have struggled with this because i have like two sides of my mind the first side is like i, I can identify and kind of empathize with that perspective i would say someone who really likes america for its values and really into it and they're all into, like waving the flag thanking troops doing all that I, I, I can get why they do that. Well, I hate the troops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really brave of you, <laughs> But I, 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 I myself, I've always had this issue. It's like when I was in high school, we had the Noble Knights that we're all a part of. I never really felt attached to the school. Like It's like uh, Noble versus Sanford. Sanford's a competing team. It's like, yeah, fuck you, Sanford. It's like... What? No, you were on the wrestling team. Yeah. Screw well, you. You and- did feel that pride when you guys won. You guys were straight to eight and climbing for nine, and then you lost it all. Well, you see, in that case, though, it, remember it, when it's, you lost it all, Nate? It's all over. How's that make you feel? Um, there. Well, that's so. There's the individual side to that. So it's something I contributed to, mm-hmm. and that's why wrestling I liked a lot is because even if your whole team sucks and you fail. You can still be a state champion yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's also a little egotistical because since I'm on the team and since I help practice with these people and help them develop, I mean, help me develop, it's kind of like a back and forth that I can take some credit. If I'm on the team that's winning, then I'm on that team. Like I can identify with that team, but the cheerleading team, the, uh, the gymnastics team, the football team, I didn't give a fuck about them. The back, oh, Especially not the basketball team. I'm well, not not just because they suck, but uh, the women's basketball team had the longest running state championships of any 
sport in that school, including wrestling. Chernobyl? Yeah. Damn. Yep. I mean, they were really good um, every year. I still didn't care. I think it was the steroids. If I may, I'd like to make a distinction between maybe the high school analogy. The reason that I never felt like that school spirit, I felt spirit, in quotes, Mm. with my team, right? Um, Because for the reasons you said, help each other practice or whatever. Um, But I never felt the school spirit because it was fleeting. I knew it was going to be over in four months or four years. <laughs> four months high school. Go on. <laughs> four months high school. Yeah. Um, I knew it was going to be over in four years, but, you know, with America, we're going to be American our whole life. And maybe as far as we can see, right, uh, America is probably going to persist through our lifetime and mm-hmm. our children's lifetime. So there's something a little more permanent about it. Yeah, I see. It's, it's kind of like if you get hired by a company and that company is like super into like uh yeah we're all about this yeah i'm employee for uh gillette shaving uh yep. sponsor us uh but if you're only planning to be there for like a year or two you can't really be like yeah i love gillette shaving yeah this is a great company i love working for-. You, can, you can't really be like that because you're like oh, another couple of years mm-hmm. i'm sorry guys why not why can't you take pride in what you do and who and have that be part of who you are because is that not part of who you are even if it's only for a little bit of time i suppose so what you're saying is that your joining and work in gillette is an extension of your pride in your work i would say could be and mm-hmm. for me it would be because any place that i'm a part of i would consider that a part of me as much as I'm a part of it. And that's, you know, a decision that you need to make within yourself of, am I a part of this thing or am I trying to keep myself separate? And if you're trying, like, there's nothing wrong with either of those. Mm. Um, but one, you, you're a part of that thing and one you're not. Yeah. yeah. yeah did, did you feel like you're a part of the high school when you, you remember you did like the school spirit day? Did like, I? Yeah. Well, it's like a week or something. And you did every challenge probably you're the only one that there's like tie-dye day and mm. there's like a mm. mix match shoelace day and you're the only one to do it really yeah i was the only one in the whole <laughs> school they actually had my picture up on uh, all of the bulletin boards they were like this is school spirit it's still up there yeah but, but I no, noble meter high school that's what they call it. I, I didn't actually still up there i'm that. still the only one in history to have done it <laughs> Go back to every year. Every, every year I go back and do the school spirit week <laughs> so they can get an updated picture. <laughs> every year you get escorted. <laughs> every year I get escorted out, but they still take that picture. Weird they put it under a different segment of the bulletin board now. <laughs> it, it didn't strike me, though, like knowing you. for I'd known you like, for a good number of years at that point. Hmm. You didn't really strike me as the person that cared about the school stuff mm-hmm. and you doing the school spirit thing was i didn't really understand didn't you get stuff uh, i thought you got po- i thought yeah, you got points yeah i thought you got points for it and then you got put in a raffle and they raffled good stuff off was that it i think so oh okay well that now it makes sense <laughs> even if not it would just be something fun to do you don't necessarily have to be like in the noble or whatever but i mean that's just the community you were part of at the time take part in it you know what else it does? It means I don't have to think about what I'm wearing tomorrow because the school did it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of do. No, you don't. You have to think, okay. Not I have it. six shirts. One <laughs> which, of them's tied up. <laughs> which one am I wearing today? Noble, you tell me. 
Okay, I guess it's predetermined. You can say, you can say that. It takes the choices away. Yeah, okay. There's, there's, yeah, it was. Okay, okay. I, I could see that. Plus, what does it hurt to do something that it makes you part of something bigger? It might take away from yourself. Why? If part of yourself is being a part of something bigger. Mm. I mean, America is something really big. Mm -hmm. Millions. Mm -hmm. At but, which point one becomes irrelevant. Like, like, but from my point of view, I'm like, I'm kind of separate from, like, I can, I can see there's certain arguments I can buy, right? Because the first argument is, I mean, this is going to get kind of cringy here, but uh, a lot of American culture comes from like the Protestant Christian culture, like our, our ethic and how we kind of act in a way, like we're very productive and stuff. Hmm. I can definitely say I'm entrenched in American culture in that way, the way that I behave and act. It's not like European culture, which is a little different. Hmm. Yeah, putting these Europeans on blast. <laughs> well, it's not bad. Or a Canadian culture where they apologize for everything. Mm -hmm. But I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm also not saying, like, I, like, I'm saying I'm entrenched in that culture, so maybe I'm not being accurate here, but I'm also not, like, if, if you ask me if I'm, Amer I'm a, if you ask me if I'm an American, I'll I probably say, I'll probably say yes to avoid the confusion. By definition. Wait, why would you say no? Well, because it's like not an identity thing. Yeah, I mean, in, in past episodes, I remember Nate saying like, "I don't identify as straight. I don't identify as male. Mm. Those aren't things that he considers to be a part of who he is. He's something not like he doesn't like to put labels on anything. Okay, which yeah. I think is putting a label on yourself in and yeah, of itself. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. forces other people to put the label on you. I mean, it's taking the burden off of yourself to label. Yeah, well, to me, it's like. The question of identity because identity is like who you consider yourself to be mm. it's like i am this person right and if, if you ask me uh are, are you a guy yeah i'm a guy uh you, you have a penis yeah i got a dick uh somewhere wait uh, keep going uh, <laughs> wait can we hear a little bit more about this penis <laughs> yeah yeah tell me about this penis okay it's it's circumcised uh okay. Ooh, we're uh, getting somewhere yeah uh, nothing nothing to hide for this boy this one girl, she told me that it's it's a better circumcision. So Ooh. there's that. There's that. that. She's seen a lot of botched circumcision. <laughs> 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 but it's like, if you ask me if male is a part of my identity, I would probably say no, because I don't like. I know I act like a male. I know I have those characteristics. But am I? Do I identify as a male? I I I mean. I'm, I don't really see the point of identity. I'm not. I'm kind of just taking. It's just. I'm just what I am. Like you don't. You don't think like your natural hormone of testosterone like affects your actions and your way of thinking. Do do I do I think test my natural testosterone affects my yeah. Yeah, I mean like that's like the definitive quality of being male, having a penis and yeah and balls, and because of that you get more testosterone in your body. And yeah, yeah. So so I'm completely saying that I am male. Mm -hmm. That. That uh, biology is a fact, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I'm classified as a male, completely 100%. I'm saying that in my identity, like, you might consider yourself to be a musician, right? Yeah. I'm a musician. This is what I do. Uh, there might be people who play music, who have all the attributes of a musician, who don't call themselves musicians. Right, right. It's not a part of their identity. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not what they say, self-describe as. Yeah. Now, I'm going to self-describe as a male, because it makes things easier. Yeah. But like when I think about myself, when I think about myself in my head, I'm not thinking, yeah, I'm Nathan, I'm a male and 
why would I do that? It's like I don't identify by my age. I'm not thinking, yeah, I'm 27. Like, I can kind of use my age to gauge things. Yeah. But it's more like an attribute of myself. I I think of I think of like the identities almost in like a hierarchy. Like if I was to start start describing myself, you know, the things that I would prioritize as part of my identity, and I think I'd reach male eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would be the top of it, but to me, it doesn't make sense for, for me. Like I'm not saying it doesn't make sense for other people because other people have strong ties to their sexuality or their gender and their identity. But to me, it's like, uh, like I don't identify as being a two-legged person. Like, like the, like the having two legs is very important. I have two legs, but it's not really a feature of myself that I really care about. Well, there's not much of an antithesis to that. I mean, I guess people without two legs—that's probably a big part of their identity because, you know, most people yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or people who, uh, who consider themselves to be very fortunate and glad to have two legs and they let's say they raise money for people who had their limbs blown off during war Mm -hmm. they might feel like i'm an able-bodied person who has two legs and who needs to use them for good right yeah they might incorporate that into their identity you know they might take that feature of themselves you know this you know baseline physical feature Mm -hmm. and make it into something which they consider to be themselves yeah what's what is the use of identity for you now this is the Nathan podcast, not mm. not Fourth of July Independence. This we'll, is about we'll get Nathan. Back to there. We'll get back to Fourth of yeah, July. Yeah. What's the use of identity? What is the use of identity for you? Well, it's kind of like self concept. It's a way to kind of understand yourself, and so like decision making, or uh, I, maybe I'm not understanding. So, so if you're to like write an autobiography of yourself, mm-hmm. there's certain things you would include which are essential about yourself, mm-hmm. and the question is what things are essential. Okay. You can get a little bit meta there because it's not just if it's an autobiography for yourself, only that you read. Let's say only that you read. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, how would you do an autobiography for somebody else? I mean, I mean, like a journal, like a journal. Okay. If it was a journal, Private I'm not gonna. Diary. I'm not really gonna bring up, you know, that I have a penis very much. Oh, I might actually. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's exclusively I'm what it is. My penis. That's like, you right. ever see The Shining? It's that only. <laughs> I have a penis. <laughs> But I'm not going to bring up that I'm a male over and over again because it's not a big part of my life. It's just kind of what I am. All work and no dick. Right. But <laughs> if I was writing autobiography for other people to be like held for public consumption, that's something I communicate to people because that's something people would want to know. It's like when you read a story, one of the things you want to know is, is this a girl or a guy? So the well, identity is for your own reference. It, it's, it's, it's how I conceptualize myself. Well, I mean, doesn't that, wouldn't that part of your identity come out organically without you just saying it like you don't have to say like oh i'm a male and i do this because i'm a male but you might talk a lot about your attraction to women and that, that has nothing to do with being male but well, go on. well i mean being a heterosexual male okay right? you might okay. talk about your attraction to women your masculine qualities would come out naturally as you talk about yourself um even though you're not necessarily saying i'm male Right. And associating certain yeah. certain things with being male. And that, that's sort of what I was getting at with the testosterone is, you know, those hormones have effects on your actions and how you think. And so whether whether you identify that way or not, it's a part of who you are. And that yes. comes out in yeah. decisions and you, the way you think in all of those ways is what you're saying. Yes.
Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. You know, I've been thinking a lot lately about making money. Like, like how? Like where you put money into the machine and it gives you more back. Ah, ah, Las Vegas. Las, <laughs> too many temptations there. Exactly like Las Vegas, Nate. Guess what? You ain't gonna leave your house if you want to gamble. Oh, that, well, that sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, how? Go to mybcasino.ag, of course. Like, M as in money, Y as in yes, and B as in bigger bank account? Exactly like that, Nate. Oh, oh. Guess what? In a secret promo code, gonna give you 200% bonus on top. If I put in $20, $60 to play with? Exactly like that. And guess what? Lightning fast payouts guarantees you your money back real quick. You scared of robots? I don't blame you. You make a live dealer casino with real people dealing the cards. Like with a webcam? Exactly like that. You don't want to play from your home computer? You probably don't even have a home computer. You can use your phone. You can use your tablet. Okay, okay. And uh, what was the promo code again? That promo code is need. Need. Like we need to talk? Like we need to talk. MYBcasino.ag. Go there now. To me, that's a matter of like, uh, I'm gonna get like really philosophical here. Oh boy. That, that's like a matter of uh, Aristotelianism versus Platonism. Because mm-hmm. with this is more platonic in the sense that you have the concept of like male and there's attributes which are, you know, there. Now you're kind of defining in an Aristotelian way where, you know, there's all these things which add up to being male. So call yourself a male because this is how these are all the attributes there, right? Mm-hmm. And. I'm saying these attributes add up to something, and we call that thing male. But what's the point of it? You know, call myself male if I don't really care about it, right? right? I mean, there's no, there's no. It, it we have a concept called male, which has these attributes. Mm-hmm. I exhibit most of those attributes. Like I'm, I'm you, you, you saw my apartment for the first time, G today. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very dude place, right? Yeah, you're right. It, it's definitely not not girly, it's, but does. Does that mean I'm going to say, yeah, I identify as male. This is a big part of my identity. Having an apartment that looks like a male's apartment is important to me. It, it almost sounds like you're, Nathan is saying, um, I don't, uh, being a male isn't something that's so forefront in my mind that it, it's something I would project out to everybody else. Yes, I'm a male. Mm-hmm. And G's saying, whether you project it or not, you're projecting it. Mm-hmm. Like whether you're yeah. consciously doing it, it's still a part of who you are, whether you self-identify that way or not. Like maybe you're not taking taking it into consideration, but it I mean it it is still a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. Look at your apartment. Look at the seventeen hot sauces you have. Mm-hmm. Only guys eat hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all those naked photos around the no, no, no any of those. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any reason if someone thinks differently than that. But it's it's like I don't see any reason to like self-define. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides for convention and usefulness. I mean, from a, from an internal mental point of view yeah right do you self-define well, as anything uh I, I keep myself pretty open with 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 things well, mm-hmm. like like i have preferences like for hot sauce i like mm-hmm. hot sauce a lot mm-hmm. uh, but it sounds like it's less about you don't identify as male and more about you don't identify it, it's like i openly act as male mm-hmm. uh i definitely behave as male i definitely am male but what what's the point of uh, identifying like like there's all don't you think it's a little like uh solipsistic like i'm I'm thinking about like the when you were making the musician example mm-hmm. and like if they do it as a career and their home or the place where they live is decorated with music and they're surrounded by music um whether they choose to 
think about themselves that way or not. That's almost like they're an objective identity for them. Their their career is literally as a musician. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, but if that person doesn't consider himself a musician, can you really force them to say they're a musician? If they don't think about themselves in that way... I mean, you can't force them, but yeah. I, I think there's an objectivity to it. That yeah. Maybe they're just being kind of ignorant to their own, own identity or... Or, you know, those three concepts of self, you know, you're mm-hmm. one of them's misaligned. Mm-hmm. I could I could see that maybe, but there's no reason why you have to take your outward actions and kind of put a label on it. Exactly. Like, like if, if you went up to that person, you said, are you a musician? And they're like, no, I'm not really. I just like playing music and, you know, driving and blah, 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 blah. Describe everything, which is a musician. Right. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to think of themselves as a musician, you yeah. know, or they want to put the label on there. I mean, they're still saying they're musicians, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're giving you the attributes instead. They're giving the qualities and their behaviors, mm-hmm. which all point to being a musician, but they're not saying, hey, I'm a musician, because, you know, I try not to think about that myself in that way. So yeah. you don't like words. <laughs> I don't like this specific word, but here's all the things that that word means. And yes, I am those things, but I'm not that specific word. Isn't that the point of words? Yeah. Is it take complex concepts and put them into one place that everybody understands the same thing well the problem is not with words it's problems with identity it's how you view yourself Mm -hmm. it's your Mm -hmm. self-perception of yourself Mm -hmm. but what what i'm saying is so i say i'm not a quote musician Mm -hmm. but i say yes i am all of the things that go with that yeah you're saying i am a musician if you're saying the definition of musician within doing so you're just not using that word Mm -hmm. not using the word doesn't mean you don't identify as it. it just means you're not using the word well it, no it doesn't mean you're don't so it may not mean that you don't about then let me get this straight here so someone who describes all the characteristics of this it's not claiming identity of those things if i say i play guitar a lot if i say i make music a lot mm-hmm. if i say i do this i do this i do that all these things for described musicians that's not my identity there that's just things i do right mm-hmm. there's no identity with that so what there's no self-identity with that give me a couple of things that you do identify as uh i think i identify as a thinker okay because uh something i I just do Mm -hmm. uh and it's something i try to do as well so that's something that's a kind of a self-identity type thing so the way you identify it as that is because it's something you do yeah it well it's something i do but something i value as well Mm -hmm. and something a way i perceive myself because i analytical and Mm-hmm. You know, thinking, kind of philosophical. Th- those are the kind of ways I self-perceive myself mm-hmm. to be. It's 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 like my, my awareness of myself. It's a, it's an identity in that. If I was describing myself as a person, this is how I describe myself. I'm going to make an argument that you aren't actually saying things that you perceive of yourself, but you're more saying ideals of the things that you want to perceive of yourself. And if you don't consider you're, if you don't identify as things that you clearly are, then that has nothing to do with how you actually perceive unless you're literally just being that ignorant, that you're not able to see the things that you are. That was a long little thing, and I don't think I understood all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's totally what I was getting at with, with sort of like being solipsistic. Mm. You know, is is there? I, is. I'm I'm really dumb. Can you define that? Solipsism is like the philosophy that um, the only universe that exists is in your own mind. Okay. Right, mm-hmm. and so I mean, you can imagine you're throwing out 
some objective notions there. And I think there's some parts of our identity that are just objective, you know, if someone's someone does all that musician like stuff and they don't want to call themselves a musician. Well, that doesn't necessarily make it true that they aren't a musician, whether they like it or not, they're a musician. I, I feel like maybe maybe I can boil it down a little more. I feel like just because you don't want to think you're a musician doesn't mean you're not a musician. Exactly. I, I, I think there's a couple of different things here as well because there's there's the internal conception, there's how you, and there's how others perceive you, right? And how you view yourself internally doesn't matter. Like I don't know why that really matters because. As far as I'm concerned, this is my actions, how these things play out. All that matters as far as it affects your actions. And that's where identity can come into that uh, as well. Because if you start saying, I am this, then you might try to hold yourself to that standard. I think you're trying to make that point there. Mm -hmm. You try to hold yourself to that standard. Whereas there's certain things in my life, like I don't care enough about to kind of form an identity. I don't need to reinforce that. This is how I am. Mm -hmm. why, why do I need to like say I'm male so I can act like a male? It's not necessarily about a need. It's about a be an ability to recognize yourself, recognize what you are, whether you're actively trying to do it or not. I actively try and be a thinker because I think it's an important thing for me. I don't actively try to be male. I just happen to be like those are sh realistically, outwardly actions. Other people seeing you, those carry the same weight. Yeah, but there's, yeah, self, for me, the self-perception of other people and also how you communicate yourself with other people is separate than that. Because mm -hmm. if, if getting asked me, are, are, are you a guy? Yeah. If I go up to a driver's license thing, are you a male? Yeah. I mean, outwardly, I'm, of course, a male. Inwardly, you know, and how I behave is, of course, a male. But what's the point? of like, I just don't see the point in constraining myself as far as identity goes. You don't like, have to see it as a constraint. I mean, how, how you view masculinity or, or being male can be entirely fluid. Mm -hmm. But acknowledging there's a sort of uh, zero point there to begin at is... Well, I don't know if it's... A, see, I don't think it's a zero point to begin at, though, because as we described, it's more Aristotelian in that it's a number of behaviors which allow me to conclude to the point that you are male, right? So it's occurrences such as, you know, slightly being more aggressive, mm -hmm. um, lacking certain decor, being more visual, uh, perhaps more spatial uh, reasoning, deeper mm -hmm. voice, being more muscular, being more interested in being muscular, mm -hmm. having, having uh, an erection, having an erection, having a dick, yeah. The, the, the physical traits, uh, facial hair, Growing, so there's all these different things which attribute, you know, that add up to being male, right? And those are all kind of separate kind of things, you know, which lead to that categorization of male. But I, I'm saying just from my own kind of point of view, just kind of let each of those things be things in themselves and don't, like, put an identity to that. Uh, I want to have a big beard. That would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Right? Do I want to be have a big beard because it's manly? Yeah. Yeah. But do I identify as like with, with the manly kind of thing? Not, not exactly. There's ideas I like, aspects I like, but I don't really, it's, it's not like become a man. Well, having, being male as part of your identity doesn't have to make it that static, right? Mm -hmm. You you can elaborate on these, like these, these are the parts of being a man that I feel, mm -hmm. right? This is, this is. These are my masculine qualities, whatever a masculine quality mm. is to you, right? Um, but there is a, a contrast between 
feminine and masculine qualities and how they affect our actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and what I'm saying is, is just, you know, let all these different factors be their factors and let them add up to whatever they add up to. I think I think having the quote unquote labels, I, I'm not disagreeing that it may not be, you know, super important for you to put a label on thing, but it does make certain things easier, such as communication, yeah. such as self-identification, being able to understand who you are on a on a much deeper level to be able to say, I am a musician, whatever that means to you. It doesn't necessarily have to mean the same thing that it would mean to Gideon. Maybe Gideon being a musician is anybody who ever touched an instrument or anybody who likes music and is it willing to create anything, even if it sucks, like they're a musician. Maybe to you, you have to dedicate X amount of hours in order to be, be considered a musician. Those are definitions that are different, but that doesn't mean that either of you are wrong. It's just an easier way to identify versus having to say, well, I'm this and this and this, like these hundred things. You just say it in one easy way. To yeah. Say it. No, no, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. If if you're talking with someone else, like this, this is my internal kind of conception, right? My, this is why it's identity, right? Mm-hmm. And you can fade to someone. It's not your identity. It's the social convention. It's the social norm. I'm not saying to describe yourself in these terms. I'm not saying to do that. If someone looks like a musician and they do everything as musicians is, you know, you're going to say, I'm a musician, right? And just kind of go with that eerie fairy thing. You know, say, no, dude, you're a musician. You're like, yeah, I guess I am. Right? I mean, you, you just kind of go with it. But from the internal self-identity perception, you know, this is separate from your outward, you know, how you communicate, right? Because if you start communicating in that kind of way, things are very, very confusing socially, right? So I'm not saying don't communicate yourself as not having an identity because our society is based on identities. We com- Or not identities, but uh, these kind of built-in concepts of being male, of having a, a certain kind of sexuality, of having certain kind of, I don't know, I've been going, like worth, interest, hobbies, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. If, if you ask me if I'm a musician, I say, well, yeah, I kind of play from time to time, but you know, I play the bass, but not really. I can play that one song there. If I go into a big description, you don't, you don't want that. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't want all the descriptors. You just want like a basic kind of gist for the conceptualization. Well, I mean, maybe maybe you do when you approach someone. They're like, "Oh, I consider myself a musician." Then you sort mm-hmm. of feel what mm-hmm. their individual definition of that is versus yours, and you find that middle ground or the intersection on what mm-hmm. both of you agree upon. Yeah, and I, I think th- that can be a really powerful thing. Yeah, and and I think when I think about identity, um, even as inward as we can get, I think. Um, even our most inward identity is inherently interpersonal, you know, and mm-hmm. that's just coming from being a communal species, right? We think about ourselves in relation to others, even mm-hmm. when they're not present. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it's also an extremely important thing to be able to self-identify as something that other people can identify as. I think that gives you that sense of, of community and that sense of being connected to other people. And I think that's why nationalism can be so important and why identifying as an American can be an important thing because everybody else around you is an American. You're in it together. You So you need to work together. You need to, you disagree on a lot of core things, but that doesn't mean that we're not in the same ball game. We're not the same on that level in mm-hmm. that we're all part of this same thing. See, this is where it's tough for me because I, I agree with that argument. It's very, that's, that's the good argument there. And I, I believe it. I believe it in that way. I believe it applies. Uh, 
But my issue is, maybe I'm just being weird and pedantic with this, but I have a hard time relating to that. I have, like, other people put their hand in that game. Mm-hmm. That, that's fine. That's cool. Uh, I have a hard time putting my hand in that game, being like, yeah, I'm an American. I mean, you don't have to be. I think you're you're thinking of it in, like, one example. You know, I think of myself as American, but I'm not, like, you know, stereotypical Southerner, like, rah, mm. rah, America, you know. Vote for Trump is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> I think that's a really good distinction to make. <laughs> that's a really good distinction to make because one person's definition isn't everybody's definition. And you named off, both of you named off a whole bunch of things as, quote, male that I don't think necessarily do define males because we have different definitions of what that might mean. Mm-hmm. I think Richard Simmons is just as much a male as Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, even though they're both pr- as close to the opposite spectrums as I could get. Um, I think that they're equally male, and there's just different aspects that go along with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, we're going to wrap up soon. But one thing I will add is... Uh, with the musician example, this is where it actually comes a little personal for me because I kind of didn't identify as being a musician, but I was making lots of songs. I was making lots of music. And I, I think me and you had a conversation, Steve, one time where you kind of described me as a musician. And I was like, I'm not a musician. And then I thought about it for a couple of months. I'm like, fuck, I'm a musician. Like, right. But but for me, it's like before I was, that's just what I was doing. I was just making music, playing guitar, coming up with riffs, coming up with songs. That's, that's what I was doing, but it wasn't a part of my identity. I didn't self-perceive myself as a musician, but then there was that point where I'm like, yeah, this is, this is my identity. This is who I am. I am a musician. And that to me feels way different than just having these uh, different parts. I'm not sure if that's relatable. It doesn't seem like it's relatable to you two guys. I mean, I just deep down, I know that being, female they have no idea what it's like to have an erection <laughs> and at the very least we can say that is a quality of being male what they that we can all identify at least in this room we can all identify with it yeah. nah, i might argue with that but uh, uh okay okay you, you brought it there i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a little, a little rebuttal here so let's imagine there's a female and she takes lots of uh, testosterone like a lot of it right she's like a like a UFC fighter or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the testosterone causes her clitoris to engorge to such an extent. Now, now it's a little tiny penis. Uh, that penis can get an erection or that, that microquit or that microquit. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> giant clits for Nate are microclits. Uh, yeah. so, sorry, macroquit. There we go. Okay. You don't think the nerve connections in that clitoris would be different than a penis? Uh, so on a biological point of view, uh, I'll explain this for for the listeners. What happens when in, in, in the womb is everyone starts out female, and uh, soon this testosterone starts kicking in, and then it causes the ovaries to drop. They become the testes. The labia fuses over, becomes the scrotum, and the clitoris engorges and becomes longer and becomes the penis. So the clitoris is just a small penis, and as far as like nerve ending wise, they have the same amount of nerves in them. So, which is why the, the clitoris is so sensitive, because it has the same amount of nerves on your whole penis. It's, it's essentially like a tiny little penis, or you could say that your penis is essentially a very large and gorgeous clit. 
Mm-hmm. And so when you expose people to testosterone and when people transition from uh, female to male, they give them all the testosterone. And especially if they're younger, it causes the same reaction. So their clit will start getting bigger and bigger and bigger and engorging. Yeah. And then it becomes somewhat penis looking like. Yeah. You think it's the same sensation after puberty and everything? It's not the same exact sensations, but they can, they can experience erections. I mean. And, but, and then we're also talking like five standard deviations from the mean at this point too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same feeling, but they can, they can feel erections is what's my point. I got you on a technicality. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking on like a general case here. Right? All right, ladies, hold out your arm straight in front of you. Right now, bend at the elbow straight up. So your fingers are pointing to the sky. Stroke now, your arm with your other hand. Now make a tight, tight fist as tight as you can. Tighter, 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 tighter. You feel that in your bicep? That's an erection. <laughs> now imagine that in your pants. <laughs> well, I guess you could have flexed your thigh and that would have worked. But It's just like that. Can they ejaculate? No. I mean, Can yeah. they grow to ejaculate? Like their ovaries will become testes. I mean, and I'm talking post-puberty. No, no. This be- is scientific curiosity. No, because uh, the pro- the problem is the urethra is still like in the vaginal area. Mm-hmm. The, so the clitoris does not have the urethra going through it at all. They don't don't pee they don't pee out of the uh, don't pee out of the clitoris. They pee yeah. out of the urethra, which is like it's like uh, somewhat below the vaginal opening. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't relocate with testosterone. So that stays there. So. Since there's no hole to like come out of there, mm-hmm. uh, they don't. But I'm pretty sure the urethra isn't the hole; it's the tube. The, the tube. I think the hole is has a different name that I can't think of right now. But I think the tube itself that that the urine travels on is uh, is the urethra. Uh, Someone fact check that. Uh, I'm not, I, I think it's called the urethra. I, I don't think the hole is. I think that's called the pee hole. <laughs> pee hole. That's the scientific name. But yeah, urine slot. There's, there's a whole debate out there about whether, I mean, I'm sure we've all seen it, like girls ejaculating in porn. Mm-hmm. And there's a, whole, there's a whole debate about what that is and if it's real. What, squirting? Yeah. Well, there's like two different things, though. There's like squirting and then there's like the creamy stuff. Mm. <laughs> Man, you just said what was on all our minds. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. <laughs> Get you some of that creamy stuff. <laughs> Talking about creamsicles, okay? It's more. Mm-hmm. It's very warm out right yeah. now. <sighs> Freeze uh, that. Make some creamsicles. Uh, you know what's also creamy? Our Facebook page. No, fuck Facebook. Okay, we're getting into this now. Okay, Facebook took down all of our posts, our posts of our own episodes on our own page that were completely innocuous. They were in no way violating any community standards. They took them down. From all the way back in January, right now while we're recording this, it's April. They took four months worth of posts down because they said they were spam on our own page, which is bullshit. Now, technically, Libsyn is the one posting them, not us. But we're the ones who tell Libsyn to post it, and we gave them the permission to do so. Therefore, it's us posting it. So I claimed these as ours. I'm like, okay, they made a mistake. They still have them taken down over a week later. And the last episode was our 90s episode with Damn You Diary. And guess what? That's There was nothing bad in that one. 
Nothing. We talked about guts. We talked about figure it out. We didn't fucking talk about stuff that we've talked about in earlier episodes that they kept up. So you don't want Facebook? You can go fuck yourself. Everybody should follow us anyway, though. Uh, at facebook.com slash we need to talk show. Or check us out on Twitter at we need to talk show. No, it's WNDT1. Yeah, WNDT1. Also, we have a Patreon. You can donate to us there. We will love you indefinitely. I mean, I mean, as long as you keep giving us money. Really. We love you right until the last cent drops into our account. Yeah, yeah, Bob. That creamy scent. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that might mean something different. You know, there's actually a uh, podcast group, a network based just in New Hampshire for New Hampshire based podcasts. And it's called podcastnh.com. And uh, you can find us on there. That's probably an easy, the easiest way to find us because it's it's real simple to remember. Podcastnh.com. We also have a website, which is in the works. It'll be out soon. It's going to be very, very cool. You might even see pictures of us. I mean, not just the cartoon version of us, but like a real picture. A real nude picture. Nude? Of Gideon. Oh. <laughs> well, I got male my... penis. He didn't know about it <laughs> till right now. Hey, GJG, we need to talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Creamy. Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. Do you usually subscribe to entire podcasts, or do you look for specific topics? Well, I try using the search function on my podcast player on my phone. It doesn't work too well. I try using Google. Google, it's not really set up for it, so I honestly have trouble. Why don't you just use Listen Notes? Listen Notes? What's that? It's a search engine for podcasts that doesn't just search for the terms you're looking for in the title of the episode or the title of the podcast, but from inside the episode itself, meaning if you're looking for a specific topic, you can find specific podcast episodes that are about that topic. You know, that sounds a lot easier than spending the hours and hours I have just trying to find exact right keywords to actually get it to bring up the episode. I mean, usually I just get like a million uh, how to start your own podcast articles if it's really annoying. So that sounds a lot better. Exactly. When you're looking for something to listen to, just go to listennotes.com, type in a topic you're interested in, and you'll get instant gratification, useful results. That's listennotes.com. Check it out now.